Hey, everybody, welcome to Fresh Press with Eric Raditz and my sidekick, Scott Thompson. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great. We are here to uh, talk about fun stuff going on in and around Southwest Florida in the arts and the entertainment industry. What are you up to this weekend, bro? I don't know. I think uh, I think I'm going to be uh, taking the kids to the park with our new new puppy. You got and, a new dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got a dog. I never thought I'd get a dog. I had one rule. When we get home, the dog does not go into any of the bedrooms because we have carpet in the bedrooms. We can clean anything off tile. And then uh, we got home and I had a conference call. And within 30 minutes, I hear someone yelling, ooh, gross, he's peeing on the floor uh, in my bedroom. So apparently my rules mean nothing. I mean, when you're when you're dad of the house and there's a brand new dog, your rules do mean nothing. But <clears throat> you have to maintain and eventually everyone's going to figure out. You just have to be consistent, consistent, Scott. So you're going to the dog park. Wait, are you going to the dog park or a park? I, where, I, I think we park? might go to the dog park yeah. um, because there was a list at the at the domestic animal rescue shelter. There's a list of dog parks in Lee County, so one's not too far from the house. So we're gonna go there and maybe, maybe let her play a little. Okay. What kind of dog you have? I don't know. It's some sort of mix of a terrier slash boxer slash. Um, I don't know. They weren't sure. They just said she's about 13 months old and she's real sweet. And that, that was all we needed. I cannot go to a dog shelter or uh, any sort of humane you know animals uh, and and not want to go home with them so i try to avoid them <clears throat> it's almost like an, i'm a dog adopt-a-holic you oh. know it's like if you if they, like if they're not there to adopt you won't go home with them it's like those guys who are right. like you know you're an alcoholic so what you do is you get rid of all the alcohol in the house, and then you probably have less a chance of drinking. Right. I'm, I'm a dog. I'm a dog adopt. Well, hi, I'm I'm a hi. I'm Eric, and I'm a dog adoptaholic. Woof, hi, Eric. Eric. Hi, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> I managed to stay out of so many adoptive situations, thanks to being disciplined not to go in. Okay, and guess what? We have someone joining us here. Uh, ho- hopefully he's going to come here on the line. Uh, our good friend Chuck Artizone. Uh, I know he's going to be calling in, and we're going to be talking to him. Uh, Chuck, Chuck, are you there, buddy? I'm here, bro. Can you hear me? Yo, bro, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me get you in here. How uh, the hell do I do this thing? All right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in this podcast is this one's audio, so I know you're beautiful, and I can see you. And you look gorgeous, but the viewing public is only going to hear you. Do I need to show you underneath or no? We're all good on that. I mean, I don't have my, I don't have a problem seeing underneath. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if Scott, Scott, this is Chuck. Chuck, this is Scott. Scott. Hey, Scott. hey how are you? Good. Nice to meet you, man. We're, we're nice all, we, hey, we can do, we can be locker room buddies. I, I think, I think maybe just for the record, I'm gonna go with let's not show down under because you know we're not in the, we're not in Australia. Um and nobody wants us, nobody wants. I mean I prefer maybe, to meet people they stop. But maybe you're gonna get into maybe one you maybe you ventured into the OnlyFans will get into it. Uh where you or you're making money on the side. 
So, but I do want to introduce you proper, properly. Chuck is a Chuck Art is known as a passionate TV film and documentary TV producer. Uh, he's been on hit TV shows Law and Order, As the World Turns, Average Joe, Third Watch, Burn Notice, Law and Order as video. Uh, he's recently uh, was the casting producer for the History Channel's TV show Guardians of the Glades. He just wrapped producing a wine TV series called Winemakers Uncorked. Uh, he's also in his team are in pre-production on a feature film, uh, Miami Lies, two docuseries called Breathless Fighter, the QAnon Shaman, uh, a medical cannabis series called Masters of Cannabis. Uh, and he's also done a, a true crime series based in the state of Florida. Please welcome with me, Chuck Artizone. What's up, buddy? What's up, bro? That's my dog uh, in the tally. Shut up. Sit. Uh, Sit. Oh, okay. Okay. We were just, uh, uh, you know, Scott just adopted a dog who peed in his room today. We were just talking about that when you uh, came on. Nice. <laughs> hey. All right. All right. I mean, now, when do you put you in the room? Oh, so okay. what's going on, guys? What are you talking about tonight? Well, we're, we're talking about what we're doing this weekend. What are you up to this weekend? Oh, boy. This weekend, dude, Friday's my birthday. I'm going to be uh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday, Chuck. Thank you. Thank happy you. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, I'm, how are you uh, celebrating? I'm, and thanks for inviting us to the uh, party in advance. Yeah. We'll be there. Come on yeah. out, man! We're, I'm, I'm celebrating with my family Friday night in Naples. Okay, and then cool. I'm going to uh, New York for a couple of days with the boys. You know, my my eighth so, guy, guys from eighth grade. You know, so it's gonna be crazy. Oh, where now? Where are you? What are you? Where are you guys gonna party in New York City? Can we talk about that or? Actually, no. We're not gonna talk about any of that because I don't okay. know who's listening, bro. Everyone's <laughs> listening. And before we get into that, uh, Scott is going to the park with his dog. Uh, I'm going to be barbecuing uh, with my family. But there are fun things to do in town. I have to mention uh, one thing to do is check out Hairspray at Broadway Palm Theater running through October 28th. That's Broadway Who is that? Who's playing that? Bro it's called Hairspray. You know, the uh, musical? Yeah, it's yeah, a, of course. Broadway Palm. Okay. Uh, October 13th, John Mayer is at Tampa Arena. So wow. you can yeah. Uh, October 19th to 20th, Wicked Walk at Sydney Byrne Davis Arts Center. Uh, nice. October 18th to 21st, Marco Island's Art Center is prepared to pre present The Music Man. Uh, check out marcoislandart.org. And then lastly, the Laboratory Theater presents Misery on select dates October 20th through uh, November 12th. Showtimes vary. Be sure to check out that uh, as well. And, you know, Chuck, something else is coming up here pretty soon. I think I need to mention it only because we both have some connection to it. And that's the Naples for the Naples Film Festival taking place October 26th to 29th. You know, you and I met in and around Naples while we, we put that together. You were the uh, fucking man, bro. You thanks, started bro. that shit. I you appreciate it. it. You're the only guy who stood by you. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, I think there was probably three or four uh, on a board that was more than eight. So uh, I we, we lost a couple of things. And I'm not here to talk about that because I see that as part of my family, that is a distant part of my family, Chuck. On on air, we're talking about how proud we are of what the Naples Film Festival has become, and it's playing. Yeah, at the, they are good. It's, it's at the Artist Naples. It's the Artist Naples Film Festival now, actually, and you know, Artist does great things. So check that out at artists.org. Uh, um, but you know, a little bit. Uh, what is fun is also to talk about. You know, every time I talk to you, you're doing something. I mean, that list that I that we wrote in with, what of these projects has been most exciting? Can we start with that? Because you do so much. And every time I see you, I get pitched for something else. You are one of the biggest uh, film men 
in South Florida. You do it on your own and with a small team and sometimes with a large team. Uh, when I when I read about uh, you know what you've been up to lately, I I, I want to get to the bottom of all of it, but maybe it's fair for you to start with what you want to talk about and not what I want to talk about. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm dude. I'm all about film and TV. I mean, when I came here 22 years ago, I felt like there wasn't like a big film and TV community here. Um, so I made something happen here. We had fun. We started shooting movies, reality shows. Uh, I did the Naples Housewives. I did some cool, cool projects. And, you know, now it's it's uh, come full circle because now everybody has a camera and they, they can go out and do, you know, little projects and all. And God bless them because that's where I started. I started with one camera and, and myself, you know, and I love that. I love that about people who have confidence to do that. Um, so right now I, I'm lucky. I have three guys, three solid guys who work for me full time. Uh, so I keep them busy with all kinds of different projects, whether it's commercials, infomercials, TV shows, or whatever it is. Um, we try to do a couple reality TV show sizzle reels every year, which uh, you guys, I don't know if you know what a sizzle reel is. or you know, I do. I do. But you can you can uh, explain it to those viewers or those listeners who might not. Yeah. So, guys, everybody, everybody and their mother has a, a pitch for a reality TV show, and that's great. And you should go for it. But nowadays, you have to come up with something called a sizzle reel. So you have to you have to identify the characters. You know, who is each character? They have to check a lot of boxes now, like the, the very diverse crowds we need for TV shows now, which is awesome. And um, and, and they have to have something at stake. You know, in a scissor reel, it can't be just, oh, watch me. You know, everybody says, oh, bring the cameras. You see how funny we are sitting around our living room. That doesn't work. That's not real reality TV. Unfortunately, reality TV shows are set up sometimes, you know, and you find gold in the real moments there as well. But um, uh, you need to uh, create a scissor reel, which is a three to five minute um, pilot, like a, like picture a, a trailer for a movie, but it's, little longer, three to five minutes, and you identify the characters, you identify what's at stake, and you, you you basically use that. That's your tool that you take to the networks. And, you know, when you take it to the networks now, you know, uh, it, it, it's really about now they give you a green light. They either say, yes, here's some money for a pilot, or they say, wow, this is awesome. Here's some money for a TV series, you know. Um, the TV series part only happened once for me, but I brought a pilot, I mean a scissor reel, and we got an eight-order episode for uh, TMC, which is great. I'm sorry, uh, CMT. CMT, it was called uh, Tobacco Wars. And then, you know, uh, four or five other times, I got uh, greenlit for a pilot. So then the network comes in and pays for a pilot, you know. Um, so that's that's what that is. And right now, I'm well, working on a TV show. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry, my throat. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to... I don't want to interrupt you. Please continue. But remind me to come back on those those two things that you you did because a lot of I think a lot of filmmakers don't know how to get past just making a film, like getting getting green lit for a pilot. That that's a that's a process. Uh, getting, oh, getting, so, you know, yeah. that you is know. the hardest process. Like when you're making a film, you're spending money, right? And time is money. Like even if you're a new young filmmaker, I love new young filmmakers. They have so much passion, but they got to figure out. Okay, now that they got it done. Who are they going to sell it to, right? Who's yeah. their audience? You have to, you know, like normally you got to think about that at the end game, unless you just made a money, you can keep, you know, spending money. So um, 
it's really so my contacts after the 22 years I've been doing this are you know will give me the pulse like first things first I'll create a paper treatment right so I'll have pictures of the characters pictures of the out uh, I mean uh, outline of the story what could happen I, I float that out to the networks I say hey is this viable you know and sometimes it's like oh you're doing a matchmaker show no 10 of them failed recently we don't want one or you're doing a you know a, a, a racing show no 10 of them failed we don't want it but like for instance now the bat the golden bachelor is a hit show on abc right now so now they're all looking for these matchmaking shows you know dating shows and things like that so the show i'm working on now is a matchmaker show uh it's with a mother-daughter team who's based out of uh, fort myers they do fort myers and uh, naples and People pay a lot of money to get matchmade because people are tired of dating online and things. So I think we we have something there, you know, and I, I soft pitched it to the networks already and um, they want to see tape. So now it's go to tape right now. We got to finance. Now, the system, now, now that you you're you're very understated when you talk like this, because that connection to the networks when you say I floated it past the networks. Um, that's a big process and having those connections is a big deal. How did you establish that? How would you encourage others to establish connections yeah, with I the mean, networks? You know? Yeah, guys, it's really about tenacity. It's about making calls. It's about meeting people face to face. Like when we, when, when I started, I ended up getting an agent, uh, uh, a reality TV show agent because I bombed him with emails. I bombed him with my sizzle reels that I was doing on my own dime. And he says, damn, this guy's talented. He's got something. So I went out there, I met, flew to LA on my own dime, you know, uh, met with the company, picked up an agent, and then he started opening the doors to the networks. Dally, stop. Hey, Dally. She don't listen to me. My dog don't listen to me. So, that's so, so that, that's, it's really about being uh, uh, persistent, but being ready when you get that shot, right? Like being in a room pitching network executives is, is not easy. It's not easy. They all know people. They all want to say no. No, 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 no. So you got to really love what you got, love your product, love your characters. And, um, you know, I, I, I encourage anybody who has good ideas, who's creative, to watch what's on TV now, to watch what the networks are buying now, the new shows, right? And then watch how some shows go 10, 11, 12 seasons, right? I mean, my buddy created Duck Dynasty, and I only he's only my buddy now because he recognized in me I'm, a, I'm, I'm hardcore, I'm working – and, you know, he became my friend. My other friend created Pawn Stars. He became my friend because he knew how much, you know, how much work I put in, how I do the thing, you know. And so so if you do that, if you do the work and show up every day and work your ass off and then try to get the meetings, anybody, in my mind, I can get to anybody. I can get to Trump if I want to right now. No bullshit. And I'm not talking politics, but anybody. And it's really about putting the word out, putting the energy out, having your calling card ready when you get that shot and then making it happen, you know? It's very inspiring. I see, I, 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 and this is full disclosure, running the Fort Myers Film Festival, if there was a documentary on Chuck Artist Zone, I think I would play that documentary. When do we get to see <laughs> the Chuck Artist Zone story? All right, you might see that someday soon. You I'd know, like you to see know. that. No, but probably a better question would be, and this is what I'm just thinking out loud, you have to answer any of these questions, but you know, of all of the shows that you've pitched and done and been a part of, can you tell us maybe one that has surprised you as to either the lack of interest or interest that you didn't see coming? 
Okay, so I'll give you both. I'll give you both sides of the coin. Okay. So some guy came to me and brought me Tobacco Wars. It was about these these guys who uh, these two farmers in Kentucky who who did tobacco and they would sabotage each other's crops. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and it was it was right after Duck Dynasty started taking a you know doing really well. So you know it, they were they were those type of people. You know they were farmers. They were. And, 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 you know, now diversity is key, right? You have to have diverse cast. Then it will, you didn't have to have a, such a diverse cast, but now you do. So the, the rules change every year, you know? Um, mm. But anyway, guy brought me that. I looked at it. We, we, we uh, went out there. We shot some new footage. We recut it. I brought it to my friend who uh, produced Porn Stars, created Porn Stars, and he picked it up. And then we got eight, eight episode series. So that was a surprise. Right, that was beautiful. That we went right to series on this this sizzle reel. My other one, I had the, the Naples Housewives, and I had the best cast. I had these really, really wealthy, beautiful women in Naples. You know, one of them lived in a fifty million dollar mansion on Gordon Drive. Uh, the other one, you know, Ted Ted Nugent's wife, Shemaine Nugent. You know, I had some big people in the in the show, and the problem was at the time when we pitched, it was a great sizzle reel. Everybody loved it. All the networks loved it. But but at that time, the Atlanta Housewives was the big one. And that was, you know, different different diversity, you know. So we didn't sell it, you know. So that's two mm -hmm. sides. You know? Now, can we go watch Naples Housewives somewhere? Did you go anywhere with it or no? No, no. I, I sold I, – I, I, I produced a pilot, and uh, we, didn't, we never sold it. We had yeah, – okay. you know, we had – we were on hold with uh, Bravo. We were on hold with Bravo for like – I don't know, six months probably where we couldn't really? pitch it to anybody else. Yeah, but oh. we never ended up, they never greenlit it, you know? How, and it is how, what it is. How, how much does Bravo say, look, we like your idea, but we want our own team to do it? Do you ever get stuff like that? Oh, you always get that. I mean, that that is what it is going in. Like a guy like me, I'm a smaller production company, but I fight for my shit, bro. I mean, like yeah. I, when yeah. I went in with, on the on the Pawn Star, I mean, on the um, Tobacco Wars, you know, they so the, the so this is how it works. So I I pay my guys to shoot the sizzle. Then I go in as a producer, right? I want to be a producer, meaning I get paid as well. And then mm -hmm. you get recognition in the business, and the more shows you produce, the better recognize you, and then you eventually become a showrunner. You know, so I went in there and I fought for three producer credits. I didn't get them. I got two, but I got me and my partner on the deal. Mm -hmm. And then we Not became, bad. you know, now that we're you know producers on a show that's on TV. It escalates us, and agents will take our calls, networks will take our direct calls, and things like that. So it's it's really a pecking order, you know. And now mm. it's like the wild west because all these network executives are scared; they're losing their jobs right now. So now I feel like content, you know, the better content you can come up with, the better because there's less people that you got to go pitch to. Usually, I had to go in the room and pitch the first guy, and then pitch ten of them. You know, now. There's not ten of them in the room anymore. There's two or three, you know. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's an easier uh, uh, sell now, if you if you want to call it that. When when we talk about getting uh, a new project underway, and I've got three uh, that I'm looking at working on, and people say there's different ways to raise funds before you even pitch. There's uh, Kickstarter, GoFundMe. Uh, crowdfunding, um, and then there's like local, you know, kind of get like uh, grassroots uh, seed to seed to something. I mean, do you, do you recommend any of these? 
I mean, you know what? I've I've only raised money. Uh, my I put most of my I always put my money. I'm always got my own skin yeah. in the game. Well, you're wealthy. You're wealthy. No, I'm not. No, 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 not <laughs> Eric. Not at all, bro. But uh, when yeah, I believe yeah. in my project, I put it in. You know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and uh, as far as getting investors behind you, I think that is a key because there are a lot of wealthy people who get excited about film and TV, you know? I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I mean, so you go to those people, but as far as crowdfunding, um, I did do crowdfunding once on another business and I raised a yep. hundred grand. You did. Which is plenty to shoot a TV pilot or series. I mean, not mm -hmm. series, but TV pilot, scissor reel, but I, I wasn't even crowdfunding for that. So the fact no. that you just said that, no, I was crowdfunding for this other business I have. And, uh, you know, I, I may reapproach it because I raised a hundred grand, which is enough money to shoot a scissor reel or a pilot off people I didn't know. And it was not, crowdfunding. It was doing the right it, people. Was this, was it an OnlyFans account? Be honest. No, it wasn't an OnlyFans account. I was selling my stinky uh, sweat socks, you know, for, for ah. five bucks a pop. That's all. Well, I've seen people do it well. And I've also seen people promise a lot. Like, for $1,000, you get a DVD signed by the director. For $1,500, you get a producer credit. For $15,000, you get the chair that the actress sits in for the entire film. And it's like, it almost seems like you need a person on staff just to fulfill obligations that you're promising. I, I don't know. It, it seems like a lot of work, but I see it, people raise money, you know. Yeah, it, it, listen, hey, try it, right? Try it. But if you're going to try it, dedicate yourself to it. Like when I did the crowdfunding for my other business, I dedicated myself to it. I did all the, the paperwork for pain in the ass, right? Then then you got to market it. You not, not just put it on the on the website. You also got to send it to every contact that you got. And like, you know who, who financed that? that? And I gave the money back because I didn't take the 100 grand because it wasn't enough. Two of my good friends, they said, oh, shit, he's on Start Engine. He's doing this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'll give him 30, uh -huh. grand, 30 grand. And you know what? I, I'm at the end when I had 100 grand in, it wasn't enough for this particular business and I gave it back to them. So guess well, what? <laughs> they came what? back to me for other shit, you know? Yeah, because so, you're honest with them. You're honest with them. Oh, you got to be, man. Yeah. Like you have, when you take somebody else's money, I don't care how rich they are, it's still hard earned money and you have to treat it like it's, it's your fucking money. You know, yeah. and sometimes I know these people in the film and TV business. Oh, it's a million dollars. I'll take it. Fuck you, man. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know, you have to treat it like your money. And the investor has to feel the same way. Right. They want to know their money's protected. You know. I well, that's... Know. what was the other business that you raised 100,000 for? It was a building company. I was building uh, houses out of 100 percent composite material. Nice. Yeah, nice. it was hurricane proof, bulletproof. uh Termate proof, fireproof, blah blah blah. Except the problem was I had a bad partner, and we ended up suing him. And you know we got all our money back, but it was a you know it was a. But but anyway, people liked it because it was the building industry, right? So and and building in Florida is crazy right now. But guess what? Everybody loves film and TV. So you just have the right story, the right timing. So I I, I strongly feel my matchmaking show is so important right now because. The Golden Batch is a huge hit right now. All right, you all right. Know? So before we, and I don't want to, I don't want to forget. How do people find you? Because actually, we're actually running out of time. To be man, this time just flew today. 
How do people find you and or get involved with your or films? Yeah, I mean, look, guys, in troublezone.com is my website. And ITZ Media Group is my uh, my marketing company. So I have introublezone.com, itzmediagroup.com. And, you know, and my email is introublezone at gmail.com. And I'm all about talking to anybody, the, the guy at the beginning of the thing. Because, listen, I got two guys who started as interns. One of my guys is still with me. With me. The other guy is producing uh, Love After Lockup for TLC or some network, you know. So I'm all about, you know, you know at the beginning. But also, if you're investors or people who want to get into film and TV business, I'm your guy. I know my shit inside and out, and I got serious contacts, and I got some great scripts. And if you have your own script, let's see it. Let's hear it. Let's see it. Awesome. I'm glad we got it for just. We we do have time to do the what would a uh, little game we or we sometimes play called what would Chuck Artisone do? Oh boy, here we go. I, you don't have to play this game, but it's it's a game we like to play. I'll play it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. Question number one. You cast the, your show and the lead actor sucks. Do you fire them or power through? How far am I into the shoot? You are you are three days into the shoot. Uh, all, all him or is it like mixed his scenes and other people's scenes? It's him. It's him. Oh, fuck. How much are we paying him? Well, you've, you've negotiated a contract where he actually has a way out if you fire him and you're paying him more to get rid of him than you are if you just kept him in on the show. Wow. That's a tough question. What I would try to do at the beginning is help him get through it. Cause I am an actor. I know how to act. Like I'm a trained Meisner actor. So I would get with him one-on-one and try to build his confidence. Cause usually when an actor sucks, it's their confidence, you know? Mm, mm. And uh, no, I know that first because so nice. I remember one time I was in a scene and my confidence was low and they gave me a whole new script. I had like a fucking 10-page monologue memorized and they switched the whole fucking thing and I freaked out. I ended up nailing it, but it took me like lots of years off my life probably. But um, So I would try to work with them first. Uh, and if that didn't work and they still sucked, I'd have to fire them and put the, put the production on hold, cut my losses. Because if you got a bad you know, lead actor, people ain't going to watch it. Well said. Which is exactly what they did in one of my favorite films, actually, uh, Back to the Future. You know, Michael J. Fox was not originally the lead actor. It was another actor who kind of sucked. And uh, they they managed to wheel Michael J. Fox in from Family Ties. Uh, Spielberg had requested him initially, and they weren't going to let him go, but they found a way to reshoot a lot of scenes. You can find that footage, like the... Uh, the um, futuristic uh, cafe scene was with a different. I forget the name of the actor. Do you guys remember it? I can, I'll Stoltz. think of it. Yes, yes. Who was and it? Who? Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Oh, I liked Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz was in Pulse Fiction. He was good in that. But he wasn't good in Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox was. He's right, the redhead to... guy, right? Yes. No. Is he redhead? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's the redhead in, in uh, Pulp Fiction. The guy, the drug dealer. And he was also in, in um, wasn't he in Mask with Cher? Yes, yes. He yeah. fucking would killed it in Mask. Yeah. Oh, he was amazing. Didn't he win wow. the Academy Award? I don't know, but no. he should have. It was amazing. Yeah. All right, next question. Here we go. You are, uh, you are on a date with whoever in the world, anyone in the world, 
okay, at a restaurant where all they serve is a bow constrictor, bow constrictor, okay? Uh, that's what's on the menu. Um, who are you there? Who are you there with? And how will you have your boa constrictor uh, prepared for your eating, your dining enjoyment? All right. So I'm on a date with anybody in the world. It would be. Um, wow, that's a great fucking question. Uh, you know, you don't have to answer these questions. I'm just. No, I don't really answer. That. I don't care. Anybody um, in the world, they they they're in love with you, and they're excited to go to the boa constrictor restaurant with you. All right. So anybody in the world, shit. So the funny thing is, and this is a weird one. You're going to think I'm fucking a weirdo. But I used yeah. to have a crush on Cher. But, Cher. I, but I'm also thinking if it's anybody in the world, then I could go back in history when, you know, when they were young yeah. and shit, like like Marilyn yeah. Monroe. Marilyn Monroe? Okay, fair. Maybe, maybe. And I would have my bow constrictor. I would have it, um, I would have it sauteed in a spicy sauce, Ooh. Uh, thinly sliced. Okay. Over Angelia pasta, pasta like a like a like an Alfredo or like yeah yeah just like that yeah okay. thinly sliced thinner slices than Alfredo almost like a prosciutto <laughs> almost like a <laughs> prosciutto no, boa thin, but you know <laughs> I love it okay uh, okay and uh, you know what we're only going to give you two questions because we are out of town we are so thankful for Mr Chuck Arizona to be with us we want to thank. Our sponsors, the Fort Myers Film Festival. Uh, be sure to submit your film today. Save the dates May 22nd to 26, 2024 to Hilfiker Mission, saving lives by increasing organ procurement and early detection of chronic diseases. Go to hilfikermissions.net and to Riverside Realty Group. It doesn't cost more. You just get more with free home staging. Head to riversidefl.com. Special thanks to Florida Weekly, to Marcus Jensen Foundation of Southwest Florida, and to Scott Thompson, my sidekick who we did not get speaking as much as we like. But we thank so much uh, Mr. Chuck Artizone. Be sure to check him out. Chuck, thanks for being a part of this today. Chuck, I happy love it. birthday I love and the, nice I to love meet the you. Fort Myers Film Festival, too. They're awesome. Well, we Chuck, appreciate nice you. Nice to meet you and happy important. birthday. Happy thank birthday, you. Chuck. Be sure to thank tune, you guys. tune in for all of your... Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. Be sure to tune in to Fresh Press with me, your host, Eric Wright, as you find out all the fun things happening in and around South Florida. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>